capture them and bring them back bondage, in bondage. And at that point, and at that point, they rebel against God, complaining, arguing, and fearing, and accusing God of false hopes and false promises. Say, Lord, say, Lord, out of you deliver us out of Egypt, cause us to only to cause us to sit for our hand and die. This is their attitude. This is their attitude. Now, the slumber 
act of time from goes back to Psalm 106, continues on his continue in his writings. Again, again, referencing the children of Israel during the time of Moses. He says in verse 21, they forgot God, they forgot God, their Savior, who had not, who had not, who had not, who had done great things in Egypt. Verse 22, wondrous works in the wondrous works in the land of Ham. Awesome things, awesome things by the sea, by the Red Sea. Listen to what the psalmist, listen to what the psalmist is saying. They're saying that the children, they're saying that the children of Israel, after being miraculously and powerfully, and powerfully led out of Egypt, yet they forgot, yet they forgot their God as their Savior. Love 
me? Have you forsaken me? Have you stopped listening? Have you stopped listening to me? How many of you have ever felt that way? We cried out to God. We cried out to God. We can relate to that. We can relate to that, right? So you can sense you can sense that disappointment and that despair in his words. So much like ourselves. So much like ourselves. But then as he continues doing it, continues doing it, it's almost like he had stopped and he remembered something. And he remembered something.
He says, Your rose he led through the sea, halfway through the mighty, halfway through the mighty waters, a path no one knew, no one knew was there. Some of us maybe, some of us may be going through something where we don't know or realize or understand that there's that's no all way we out. can see. That's all we can see no is that there's no way out. There's no way out of this. There's no way out of this trouble. There's no way out of this situation. Beyond, beyond means 
wide or further away, on the far side. Then he used the word, then he used the word abundantly. It was a combination of three, three, combination words, of three words, words that was described at one word. The first word. part is to go beyond, which is the same meaning as the word exceedingly. This word is a little bit different, different because it's not more than just beyond. It means beyond, it means beyond, beyond. okay? Okay. It also refers, it also refers, to, refers to a cause, time or a cause, cause, which means that God is able to do beyond, beyond, any time, any time, any place, any place, any cause or situation. Or situation. Another word that defines another word that defines abundantly is the word excessive. We all know what the word excessive means, right? When you've eaten excessively, when you've eaten excessively, when you put on too much, when you put on too much cologne excessively, that word excessive comes. The word excessive comes from the word excess, which means surplus, overabundance, or overabundance, or superabundance, right? Now stay with me. Now stay with me. It also comes from the word. It also comes from the word excessively, which means to a greater degree, or in a greater amount, or in a greater amount, or it is necessary or normal. So God is so God is able to do more than you need, or more than you need. In greater amounts, in greater amount, is necessary. The necessary. In other words, he's too. In other words, he's too much God. In the last scripture, in the last scripture word that he used, Ephesians three twenty, and Ephesians three twenty is all words above all. Now these last words that these last uses, words that Paul uses describes how massive how God, big is, God is, how big God is. God is able to cover. God is able to cover. God is able to cover, able to cover everything in your life. In your life, you know, you think about this huge. You, know, you think about this umbrella, huge giant umbrella head, hanging over your head. That's what. It, that's what above all. It means above all. He's able to. He's able to cover to cover everything into your life. That pertains to your life. He's able to do the. Above, He's able to do the above all, all that we can ask. If you can imagine it in your mind, God can do beyond what you think or imagine. What you think or imagine. So let me just summarize, so me just summarize it this way: God is able. God is able beyond, beyond, to do beyond, beyond any place, any place, any time, any time, any cause, or on any cause, excessively, excessively greater, greater, even a greater, or, or even a greater amount, amount than is normal in whatever you face in life. He's not only the God. He's not only the God who was. He's not only the God. He's not only the God who will be. But he's also the God who is. also the God who is. He's the same yesterday. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he doesn't change. And he doesn't change. God's power is God's power is indescribable. It is fully complicated. You can't understand or comprehend it. Something that Doctor Martin Lloyd Jones says. He says it so beautifully. He says this. Wonders of his mouth. Again, we're called to remember understanding 
understand that God is not a one-time experience. He's an ongoing, he's an ongoing everyday experience. You know, God is not, you know, God is not in God where you relationships today. Relationships today. You know, you get into a relationship, get into a relationship, you date for a couple of months, for a couple of months, and then you move on to the next. To another experience. To another experience. God is not that way at all. God is not that way at all. First of all, he's faithful. And he's not about, and he's not about around flipping around a relationship. Uh, he wants to stay in this relationship. He wants to invest in our relationship. He wants to be faithful. He wants to be faithful in our relationship. He wants to demonstrate his power in our relationship. In our relationship. In our relationship. Amen. Understand this. Understand this. God's power in our lives is personal. When God has done some great God has done some great things, and I can I can guarantee that almost guarantee that every one of us here can share something can share something that God has done in your life. And whatever that and whatever that power, whatever that power, whatever that thing that God did in your life, I bet you that it drove I bet you that it drove out any doubts in your mind of God is able to do what God is able to do. Amen. Amen. We all have we all have testimonies that we can share about what we can share about what God is. That's why the Bible tells us.
and I'm still praying for him. I'm praying that God will. I'm praying that God will deliver him from that. Deliver him from that thinking. Begin to set him free. Begin to set him free and realize that God can do anything. When we experience the power, when we experience the power of God in our lives, there are no arguments and there are no doubts about what God is able to do. And declaring the worst of God, declaring the worst of God in your life, in your life, can be one of the most effective sermons you can ever share with ever share with anybody. Believe that God is the same God of yesterday, and He will be 
will today be him, and he will also be tomorrow. Amen. So at this time, so at this time, it was taking long enough to give you all an opportunity to declare the words of God. Amen. Who wants to be first? Who wants to be first? And listen, it could be something recent. It could be something recent, something that happened long ago. Something that happened long ago. And even if you can't remember, stand up and just stand up and just thank God for glory and thanks. I can really sense. I can really sense the bubbling inside of you that you want to come up. Yes, come on. Yes, come on up. Thank you. 
a Good Friday service, and um, and um, I had had this. I had lump had this on my lump knee. on my knee, and um, and um, my husband was the only my husband was the only one that knew about it. Anyone told anyone about it, and um, and it was um, something it was that I knew was something that I knew I was going to have to go see a doctor eventually. Or eventually, I mean, um, so it was so bothersome, but you could. Small prayer from a prayer, he already kind of knew. 
what the Lord has done. Thank you, Brady. Thank you, Brady. Anyone else? Anyone else? Come on, Jeff. Come on, Jeff. Praise God. Praise God. This is what we talk about. This is what we talk about. What we're talking about. The glaring God. The works of God. So encouraging. So encouraging. When I was younger, I when I was younger, I went through a lot of bullying and other things like that. Schooling and schooling and suffered pretty heavily. Suffered pretty heavily from what I was from when I was in elementary school. In elementary school, for most of high school, I used to suffer harm. I used to suffer harm. Suicidal ideations. And and despite despite what I was going what I was going despite despite from my from my own perspective having no keys no or any keys or anything in the circumstances that were going on in my life despite not feeling like I was able not feeling like I was able to love myself even in those moments even in those moments where I really couldn't have I really couldn't have gotten much lower. I can say that I still. I can say that I still had times where I had times where I used to feel the love of God, not in the love of God, not through anything that made anything that made any sense in what was going on in my life, not through, not through anything that I can anything that I can say perfectly rational makes any sense. That I've had pieces that I've had pieces in the midst of circumstances where I can guarantee it was. I can guarantee it was not. I guarantee I couldn't I guarantee I couldn't think of a single thing worth worth getting up and going out, getting out and going out in the morning. But but God has used God has used circumstances and most circumstances in my life um um help minister to other help minister to other people who are gone through similar circumstances. God has used God has used what I've been through and what I've been through and what he's carried me through to give me peace and a face and a faith that I don't have to question anything, anything as to whether or not God as to whether or not God will be there. Like you said, He's already brought me through the toughest thing I've ever been through in my life. I can say without a shadow, I can say without a shadow of a doubt what you've talked about. What you've talked about. Looking back, I have a faith now that yeah, no, God got me. No, God got me through this. I, I had to trust Him. I had to trust Him for years to take the next step. Just to take the next step. So 
what's going on. I am, you know, here I am, everything's alone, everything's falling apart. Um, but later, but I can say later, I can Samuel. It says David. David. Thank you. 
prayed for us. She prayed for us. We came from a Catholic background, and I remember one thing I remember. One thing I remember was going to church only on the holidays. Easter and Easter and Him. And, uh, I, and, uh, I, I just felt like I could hear music. It was just so beautiful. And when I came to the 
cell, and my strap was on the zipper, and the zipper was in the front, and the pastor and his wife, they knew I was me. They knew I was an upshot. They knew that I was shy, and so they were getting all happy, and God had done so. God had done something that day. So he's done so much. So he's done so much for me. I could tell you all day, but I know you don't have this time. Jesus. 